Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. For today, we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from December the 19th, 1987, six days before Christmas, and it's almost time for New Year, New Me in the NWA on Saturday night. But before we get into that, I want to welcome in Hardbody Hopper, and for what we think is the last week on the NWA show, at least for now, Jesus. Uh, Mr. Lance yeah, Peterson. One more time. <laughs> I mean, uh, you were supposed to be the backup quarterback, not the fucking, fucking taking over. Garrett won that uh, Thanksgiving game years ago, backing up Aikman. So uh, this is going to be <laughs> this is my Thanksgiving game right here. You're like, uh, who was the guy that that replaced Phil Sims? Remember him? Jeff Hostetler. Yeah, that's who you are. <laughs> Well, I mean, Jeff Hostetler went on to win a Super Bowl with New York he this did. year. So. He did. Shut up. Take it so any you're, way you you're, get it. You're, you're, I need the help. You're, you're actually complimenting the, the man when you say that, Hopper. That, 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 well, hopefully we could win something. <sighs> do they have podcast awards? They do, but they're for the big names, you know. Well, people like under, get recognized. <laughs> We're flying under the radar. Right you know, now. That's what kills me when I hear these like little-known unnamed, no name, I shouldn't say no name, these little independent podcasts, and it's like, oh, we want a podcast award. Man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, come yeah, on, man. It's like the Wrestling Hall of Fame now. There's a, there's, there's so many of them. <laughs> right. Where's the credibility? I mean, like, right. seriously. Oh, my God. I remember one time, and I don't want to say any names, because there's, there's people out there, friends of mine, who listen to this, and they're they going to get mad, but there was a uh, there was a, a newspaper column in a little town in Louisiana, and there was a certain independent wrestler from Louisiana who was inducted into the Louisiana Wrestling Hall of Fame. And I was like, "Get the hell out of here, man! <laughs> where is the where is this brick and mortar building at? Which which truck stop bathroom is this Louisiana Wrestling Hall of Fame? Oh man." Oh, the things people do. All right. So first off, as we get into this thing, I want to give a special shout out to the largest patron contributors monthly who are Hall of Fame patrons. Disrespectfully, Classy, Marky, Blassie, also Hall of Fame patron Kyle Riley and Mike Childry. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and our largest contributors. No weird news of the week, but make sure you go join the Facebook group. Just search Book in the Territory Dash the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Then a couple of quick shout outs. 
a lot of people bumped up their patronage, uh, so I want to take care of them. But LaRon Brown, longtime Patreon supporter, bumped up to the Hall of Fame tier, made the move to Patreon as well. So thank you, LaRon. Tony Matkovich is a new patron, signed up on Patreon. So thanks for uh, signing up on Patreon, Tony. DJ Turner is also a new patron member, signed up on Patreon. So thank you for uh, getting on Patreon, DJ. And then I got a long list of Adam Craven, Patrick Villers, Eddie Prather, Tony Chirichetti. If I said that wrong, Tony, my apologies. Equine Rhodes and Dan Rackley. They bumped up to the $5 tier to get the WCW pay-per-views that are about to come up in 1988, along with the Clash of Champions that we're going to get to in 1988. And then one last one, Jesse Jacobs, longtime Patreon member, Hall of Fame patron. Um, he also uh, moved his patron tier so uh, to get all of that good stuff that we're going to do with the pay-per-view. So, Jesse, thank you. And, uh, Jesse, I got your review of show. Um, we just got to get it recorded. So um, there's that. Uh, but, uh no, no, no. Jesse's not the ECW. That's Mike Prue. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Doc and I are going to do Je- Jesse. Jesse sent me an AWA episode, so we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's what's going to be fun about that because because of some of the AWA stuff. But no, you and I are going to do the ECW show for Mark, Mike Prue. So we got that one. We're going to we're doing. By the time this airs, uh, at least the ECW one might be out. I'm just not. Gosh, sure. that may be where I draw the line when you start having me look at. AWA shows. No, <laughs> no, come on, man. Whoa. Although, what? although that that ESPN AWA stuff at the at the dying days was was a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. There's ups and downs. Oh, yeah. There's that. I feel bad when that's your home territory. You say, "Oh, I grew up. Oh, AWA was my home territory." <laughs> I feel that sad. Sucks. <laughs> no, you can't I, feel I, I bad. Feel, I mean, I genuinely feel bad. <laughs> it depends like, on the. It depends on the era, though. I mean, if you're right. saying that. For if you're saying that for somebody born in like 1984, maybe because, yeah, yeah, by the time they were a kid and could watch, it was past its prime. But you know, if it was before that, they got some good shit in that. Here and there, here and there, they're pushing those old guys. You know, you know, well, how I feel about well, that. But here's the thing, though. I mean, like, if somebody were to, if somebody were to, okay, Lance, world class died in what year? Eighty. Uh, let's say eighty. Let's say eighty-seven. Let's say eighty-seven was terrible. No, no. I mean, when did it officially cease to exist? Oh, oh, August eighty-nine. Okay, so here's my point. You got a kid born in eighty-three. So all so at five, he's watching eighty-eight world class, and he can remember it. So he all he knows is is eighty-eight. And beyond, he's going to be like, this was the shittiest product known to man because he doesn't know any better. But then he and then he's going to think the Monday Night Wars was the peak of fucking wrestling. So, like, it's all about perspective. That was my point. That's all I was saying. I hear you. I hear you. But no, I I, I hear you. I hear you. All right, Harper, you got a Docaholic Spotlight of the Week or a Harperaholic or whatever. Or you're just going to give it to Steven Javorski again because that's what you always do. I don't know. Should I? I I mean... (laughs) I mean, I don't know, man. Who should Sometimes it be? I wonder. I, um, I, go ahead and give out yours. I'll give out mine after you. No, you you go first. Well, I got to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> go, I know, huh? Is that, is that what you're doing? You're Shut going up. To, you're, you're going over to the Facebook. <laughs> he's going over to the Facebook group. We're and he's going to behind the scenes. Do a random search for someone. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's some dirty shit. What? <laughs> I give him mine to Josh Fields. Okay. Well, there you go. He's a Hall of Fame patron. I'm sure yeah. he'll. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. He plays golf, apparently. Uh, okay. I, I think he's really into this shit. <laughs> you got to give us some more context. Well, he's a good little fella. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give mine to uh, Alan Hayes at Spyboy Sports Cap on Twitter um, because uh, he was tweeting me this week about our about our longtime friend who is uh, no longer in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Mr. Ron Wright. So who is a legend. So, yeah, just just for you tweeting and keeping Mr. Wright's name and, you know, alive. We thank you, Alan. So. There you go. You get the you get the Dockaholic spotlight from me since Doc still isn't back. So there you hey, go. Well, he's friends with Ken Dixon. That's good. Who's friends with Ken Dixon? That could, uh, your boy. I just said. Alan? Josh the... Fields. Oh, Josh. Okay. Was that the, the Superman theme song starting up? No, it's a uh, like a foghorn. Oh, that sounded like the. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anything else before we get into the the meat of the episode, y'all? Let's roll. All right, let's roll. So, once again, we are sponsored by you, the patron. If you are not one, become one at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. You can get all the video reviews there. You can get all the world class shows there that Lance and I do, and soon to be the WCW pay per views and all that good stuff. And then the shows that we're getting requests from listeners will all be there as well. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We appreciate it and thank you for signing up. So let's get into this episode as Hopper is over there getting a blowjob or something. Um, what? Are you here, shit? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's all right, man. I know you. I know you're adjusting yourself. Uh, so anyway, uh, we go into the show, and wow, this show opens up in a weird way. I'll share my screen with y'all in a second. Uh, Mighty Wilbur is taking on Arn Anderson. JJ and Tully get involved, and then uh, Lex is about to make the save when we head to the studio. Uh, Hopper, what did you think when you saw this opening? I thought. I, I'm, I'm thinking. I just hope to God we don't see a tag team with, with fucking Lex and Wilbur. Wilbur. <laughs> I mean, man, God, imagine sitting through that shit. It's the worst. Definitely just, the worst. I just, I just shared my screen so y'all should be able to see the uh, actual opening. There you of go. The, TWN, right there. There it is. The wrestling network that no one understood. <laughs> okay. Get him, Lex. Uh, so you know what you know what they were doing with that TNN at TWN is I guess during the uh, power hour, Gordon Soley would host a, a segment that might have both uh, UWF and uh, NWA matches. But yeah, it, anybody and if they picked up that power hour when it went out, uh, apparently everybody got worldwide then because I know we were getting like worldwide maybe twice here at one point. So that's. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't not sure about it at all. I saw two different explanations on TWN, uh, but that one I think is the right one that Gordon hosted a, a just a segment on the Power Hour. Was that like the, uh, their version of the uh, USA Wrestling? Yeah, exactly right. That yeah. right, yeah, Pro Wrestling, whatever that was, Pro, yeah. Pro Wrestling USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to this day, I still like. I remember TWN, but I didn't think anything of it. Like. In my mind, I'm thinking it's a wrestling network, like a channel, and it's not what it was. So, yeah, I don't. We talked about that. Didn't we talk about that a couple months ago? Or well, you know, they were, 
they besides taking over UWF, they kind of taken over Florida, but they didn't actually buy Florida. You know, that's why they're talking. You know, Rotundo's got the Florida belt. No, they bought like Florida. That. No, not actually. They didn't actually purchase it. They kind of took it over. They but they never. I've read that they never actually bought it. Like they actually bought UWF. They just kind of, you know, they worked with it. You can work on that, Mike. You find that out oh. this week. Um, Pro- prove me right I, this week, okay? I need a source on that because that wasn't my understanding. But no worries. All right. All right. <laughs> you never uh, question me on world said, class. I'm not used to you questioning me, man. Okay. I don't que- <laughs> question you on world class is like suicide. That's just stupidity. You <laughs> always get that. that stuff right. Um, okay, we'll keep going. Um, so I'm not playing it. Sting is out there cutting a promo, and he's talking about Robert Gibson, who's got an injury, and Sting said he's all about winning the bunkhouse stampede, and Sting says he's coming for you, Ric Flair, and that's all I had. Harper, do you have anything from Sting right there? No, just as... Man, call Sting. Man, call Sting. Um, Man, Ric Flair's a better wrestler, but I'm going to win it with my strength. Yeah, see, I mean, look at that. Boom. Boom. Look at those lats. He's right. Ow! Okay. Um, Lance, any thoughts from you on Sting? No. No. All right. God, look at that fat broad in the back. You saw her? Yeah. I saw her. Jesus Christ. She's like the body Wilbur. <laughs> Let's go back a second. <laughs> what? Hold on. Let me get to it. Watch. Would you make out with her? No. There she oh. is. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> You're a dirty bastard. You know that? Make it what? Big woman. Man, she looks rough. I can just picture her like in the trail, uh, in the trailer park, driving an old fucking, you know, Pontiac Le Mans. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're so dirty. He's dirty. He's a dirty bastard. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. We got uh, <laughs> Jesus. No, I can't unsee it. <laughs> Nikita defeats David Isley. Uh, do you notice that Nikita's only got the NWA? World TV title. Right oh there. yeah, uh, okay, right. I guess the other one's gone, huh? Um, yeah, the, yeah. Kevin Sullivan's going to talk about it later in his deal, but yeah, one belt. Yeah. So uh, there and, you have and it. Da- David Isley. Okay, so David Isley is Thunderfoot one at this point. Joel Deaton had been Thunderfoot and are and gone and come back, and now the Thunderfoots are just jobbers. But you know, Joel Deaton was Thunderfoot. You know, with uh, with whatever Paul Jones or whoever. With, uh, JJ, with, JJ yeah, was managing. Oh, was he with time. JJ? Yeah, JJ. Okay, yeah. But it was uh, at that point, it was Joel Deaton, and he, okay. Joel Deaton might have come back, but it's already switched now. Mm. All right. So Lance still, is clarifying from last week. Still, still yeah. trying to question me, Mike. Okay. Now, well, no. What I was going to say was, so by the time this airs, that other one would have aired, and, and people are going to be tweeting you about it. <laughs> Watch. It's funny because our listeners, I'll say that about them. They will correct us and we love it. Uh, All right, let's keep going. Nikita defeats David Ozzy, like we said. Dusty Rhodes then comes out and he cuts the same promo. I didn't have anything from it. Harper, did you? No. All right. Three Uh, weeks in a row. It's just like uh, this guy got, he got more shit in than than I think he should have. Oh, you're talking about on the Nikita match? Yeah. Yeah, Nikita didn't just destroy him. I mean, they were in there for a little while. I mean, I mean, look at this. He's got a. He's doing an arm ringer. Yeah, they, they're working. They're yeah. working the arm, and it, it it's a little weird, and it's gonna go on for a little while longer. I mean, he's got yeah. They get some strikes in. 
Yeah. Yeah, he, he it, it Yeah, it it's way too, too fucking long. <laughs> They're all too long. <laughs> fucking all right, so, I mean, so, drop me nuts. It should be a sickle and over. Give me a break. So <laughs> but, so 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 what he's saying is so Lance texted me yesterday and he's like, Man, this episode. And I was like, just watch the promos, Lance. Because <laughs> a lot of times some of these matches, they're just real, like some of them go on for too long to the point you're making, Hopper. It's an enhancement talent versus, you know, yes. a big star. And, and I, I understand they'll go on for like a minute or two, but man, you get some of them in there. They'll go five, six, seven minutes. It's like, man, what are we doing here? But, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they were filling up that TV time, Lance. So that's I was glued to it. You know, I was glued to it when it was on originally, but I, you know, I've always said, man, I don't plan on going back and watching it because, you know, why are we going to go back and watch the studio show but you know it's fun now we look at it a different way we're looking at the promos now that we're older and stuff but for years before we thought that way you know it's kind of like man i I lived through those squash matches already yeah no i'm i'm with you all right well so after nikita does win they replay the dusty promo and then now we're going to get a fresh new promo from Cornette. so here it is all right ladies and gentlemen we're back with jim Cornette, big bubba the Midnight Express. You know something everybody's talking about? Why has Jim Cornette been getting on Dusty Rhodes' case the past couple of weeks? Why are the Midnight Express wrestling in single matches? What the heck is going on in Denmark, brother? Well, let me tell you something. You see, Starcade 87, Dusty Rhodes starts flirting with the idea of retirement. Well, that gave my mother an inspiration, and she gave me an order, and that is that the Cornette family name, revered though it is, can go down in history, best of all, by being the man who managed one of the men who put Dusty Rhodes out of the business, brother. And Dusty Rhodes, I know you, and I know that you would have never thought about retirement if you didn't have it in the back of your mind that you may be slipping just a little bit. You see, I'm going to state some plain facts. First of all, Dusty Rhodes, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class, redneck goose. That's what I think you are. But you've been the world heavyweight champion three different times. You are the United States heavyweight champion. Every kind of title there is to be held, you've had it. And for the past 16 years, every time there was a big match, every time there was some big money made, every time there was somebody anywhere in the world talking about professional wrestling, they were talking about Dusty Rhodes. He was right there. You've been the big deal for 16 years. But you see, let me tell you something, Dusty Rhodes. Muhammad Ali was the greatest for a long time. He was from Louisville, Kentucky, just like me. But you see, he thought he was the greatest about two or three fights longer than he actually was. And his brain's cottage cheese now, and he's talking like an idiot. And that's the same thing that can happen to you, Dusty Rhodes. Look at yourself in a mirror, you idiot. Look at yourself in a full-length mirror. Your knees are busted up. Your face is scarred. Your back hurts. It takes you an hour to go to sleep at night and a whole lot longer to get up in the morning. You are on the downhill slide, brother. You have seen your better days. And I know and I can feel in my heart that you're ready to be taken. Somebody's going to do it, and one of the men that Jim Gordon manages is going to be the guy to take you out, and here might be two of them. Ladies and gentlemen, the U.S. Tag Team Champions, beautiful body of All right, Lance, he was a little stiff there with Muhammad Ali, but what do you have from this? He loves us. Brother Love. He dressed just like Brother Love right there. No <laughs> doubt about it. I sent you the pictures. <laughs> yeah. He dressed just um, like Brother Love. I don't want to get so, anybody mad. They can look online. <laughs> yeah, Lance sent me a side-by-side. He's literally got the exact same suit that Brother Love had on. <laughs> he, it, it, and when you see it, it's like, holy crap. Yep. No, you're right. It's a, it's a fun interview. The match you know, goes on and on. In fact, uh, Bobby goes up to the top rope twice because... Uh, Jim Cornette's, you know, saying he's going to sue Turner because the lights are going to, you know, interfere with Bobby jumping off the top rope. 
and it's just on and on long match somewhere in there big bubba gives uh, rocky king a shitty uh ddt on the floor uh, i mean and then uh um Cornette says a couple of things <laughs> that are not not, <laughs> not not really cool to say but anyway i don't have much about that uh all right Harper. so you're laughing um go ahead and tell us uh, what you thought about Cornette's promo right there and then what he said when he was on the mic well he yeah baron fucking muhammad ali say he's got cottage cheese with brains i mean <laughs> that was hey, come on bro. <laughs> That was rough at this point, was it not? Yes. God damn. And I tell him, Dusty, he's he's got to look at a full length mirror. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Cordy had some balls, man. And, he's, <laughs> and he, <laughs> he busted his head open like a watermelon. I mean, come on, bro. You can't say that. <laughs> he said it. Oh, uh, and, and then and then Stan starts dancing. He kind of does that like I came trying to look black dancing thing at the beginning of the, of the uh, match. No, when uh, after he he does that, uh, uh, he does that like DDT to him. And when Cornette says, "Oh yeah," he busted his 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 a uh, watermelon open and stands outside like he's. He's he's uh mocking uh Rocky King trying to trying to like dance, you know, like he's black or like fucking Michael Jackson or something. You don't have a timestamp, do you? I don't know. I mean Jesus it was crazy. It was it was as it was when uh Rocky was outside selling the uh, DDT. <laughs> was it near the end or in the middle? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. All right, hold up. It, Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I, I got to <laughs> This is why I can't, like, skip a match. Because I want to cry. never know. You never know. It's those, you never know, it's never those know what little, you're going mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and especially when it's when it's a midnight match. I, I didn't oh, skip this Oh, one. yeah. I didn't skip this one. I just didn't remember. But when it, with a midnight match, the thing about Corny is he he, he – like grab oh, the mic. Oh god, and, and this shit right here. Fuck this, bro. This is we this is splash <laughs> god. Here <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh god, damn. Yeah, I can take it. Yeah, whatever, bro. They had him draped over the over the top rope <laughs> and then Bobby comes over and splashes him across the back. I was trying to find um Rocky King, but I can't find it. It's just a long damn match. It ought to be coming up right here. You know, I would go forward. You, I think. Well, that was that was the end of it. Oh, like, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the end where where I was at. So it. Let me see. I don't. I don't. We're, we're not gonna find Probably it. But uh, right before that. You think it was right before this? Yeah, I think it. Rocky yeah. looks pretty screwed up, so I'm right. sure it's before let's that. See. Yeah, that's when he threw him in a ring. All right. Yeah. So let's see. No, not that one. The other one. No, no, no. I want, you want to go further angle. back? I think I think farther back. All right. The listeners are out there like, we can't see what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I know. I know. They're trying. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> um, yeah. No, you know, every uh, every interview on this show is, uh, we're going to talk about when this was filmed, this show, but, you know, it was the same uh, filming as last week. And so everybody's uh, interviews are just a little, a tiny bit revved up more than last week. They kind of held back. And you'll see that next in a in a few interviews coming up that everybody kind of held back and pushed it, you know, to act like more time had you know really passed since the last show. 
So I am trying to find it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find it. Yeah, I'm you got to go back, huh? Well, he's, he's, um, see, I keep oh, wait. going back and uh, forth. Uh, uh, okay, I think it's. You think it's after this? No, oh, oh fuck, I thought he was going to uh, buy slam him and then throw him outside the ring. Yeah, he doesn't. This is where he comes off the light, the, the ropes. And then, he, that is and then, he, then he tags out. Right. So we're not going to find it. We won't hold okay. you up any longer. Um. All right. So the 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 midnight do obviously win and they beat Rocky King. Um, so then we're gonna go now to uh, after they win they go to Tully and Arn. So give me a second, and I'll get to that. That poor old Rocky. Man, Rocky King, Bobby Blaze said Rocky King was so talented and nothing was ever done with him. Just a Just talent in the ring. But stay tuned. All right, here we go. So now let's go now to Tully and Arn. With us now, the World Tag Team Champions. Two of the three horsemen now, these brave men. You know, David Crockett, you just hold the microphone and do what your brother tells you to do. I tell you what, you know, I've held back my comments about the situation amongst the horsemen, all the announcers on the wrestling network right here at TBS, all big controversy on what's going on with the horsemen. The problem is, and was and has always been, we've always been, just like Arn said, a closely knit unit working like cogs in a wheel, finely tuned the best machinery that money could buy. And that's exactly what it was. But when Arn ever lost a match, or Rick ever lost a match, or I ever lost a match, or lost a title, I'd come back and look at him square in the eye. Guys, I'm sorry, I'll get it back. I lost it. I lost it. I didn't come back in the ring and say, Arn, it was your fault. JJ, it was your fault. Rick, it was your fault. I didn't blame everybody else in the world on my shortcomings. Because I know how good I am, I know how good this man is, I know how good Ric Flair is, and I thought I knew the kind of man that Lex Luger was. But I tell you what, you all the people chant Luger, 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 that's fine, chant all you want. Because this is down to something that happened with a finely tuned four people that got along in the ring, out of the ring, 24 hours a day, lived, bled, sweat, everything together. Live the life of a horseman the way it is, 24 hours a day. The religion that we've come out here for a year and a half, two years, and said you've got to live the horseman lifestyle 24 hours a day. Well, Luger, you want to go off on your own thing? That's fine. You did it. But you come out here on national television, we didn't get two things done. You didn't finish me up. You didn't do this. Well, Luger, if it ever hit your mind that we didn't want to beat you up, we didn't want to put you out of wrestling. It was just like spanking a baby on the bum for touching the stove or for doing something they shouldn't have done. But now, Luger, let's show this film. Luger, you've taken it to a whole different realm, and I'll be quiet right now. All right, while they throw it to the footage, uh, Harper, what did you have from uh, Tully right there? I like it when they told him, just do what your brother tells you to do. <laughs> you could tell uh, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't uh, expecting that. Yeah, he's still laughing, smiling when he says it. It hadn't registered register with him. But, you know, they, they put David kind of as the uh, Gene Okerlund on this. They, he's by himself or he was over by the, the ring earlier while uh, Tony and Jim are, you know, they're always together at the desk. 
Yeah. 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 He was still laughing. He kind of still was smiling. Now, he hadn't processed it when Tully said that. He's <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I like when Tully said, uh, when I lost, I blame myself and not others. Yeah. Um, Lance, what did you have? Yeah, you know, Arn's, you know, great is again, but he and he's revved up. It's basically the same speech as last week's what Arn said. But, you know, just just they're revved up. I wanted to explain the second uh, December 2nd was the night that Luger um, turned in that bunkhouse. Then this is just a few nights later. This is the sixth is the uh, the Wilbur save. So and then this is filmed on December 9th. So even though this episode they're pushing that they've had all these bunkhouses and that you know who's won and who's gotten hurt during them they haven't had that many bunkhouses so far they've had a few but i can't tell you all the winners i really had trouble finding who won on those tours um i know that big bubba had won the the road warriors we'll we'll talk about that when we get to them but anyways um aren's great but it was kind of the same thing um y'all may pick him as the mvp but i know what i'm gonna do all right so um harper anything else before we keep going no, we can keep going. All right. So they, as you saw, if you're watching on Patreon, they show Luger saving Mighty Wilbur from Arn and Tully. And then Luger's out in the ring right now with Jim Ross. And, and um, Luger basically says he's going to be breathing down the horseman's neck every step of the way in the bunkhouses. And that, that's all it really was. I didn't have anything else from it. Harper, did you have anything from Luger here? I've always wondered, it's like, why would you save Wilbur? You know? Damn. Like, you know, like you give <laughs> a shit about fucking Wilbur. Damn. Well, I mean, he's supposed to <laughs> no. be Karen. Yeah, he's but what I'm a... saying is, it's like, why would Lex give a shit about fucking Wilbur? I think there's something to that, but I think it's also he's just a baby face. So. I'm a good guy now. I've got to find yeah. somebody who likes me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to do the noble thing, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, Lance, anything you had from Luger? No, let's keep rolling. So they were back in the studio and. Arn's about to get serious because he takes his glasses off during his portion of this. Promo. Oh, here it is. I, I thought he had already talked. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's all That's right. That's cool. I, I knew where you were going. I wasn't about to. I wasn't about to be in a a a, 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 a what do they call it? Harper, a grammar Nazi. Yeah, I fucking hate that when people. <laughs> you know what? The easiest way I have done this is you purposely misspell something. On social media, like, like, <laughs> like, I would purposely put the wrong your and you know, and this is how you find out who stalks your shit, <laughs> right? Because they never like or comment on anything you post, but the moment you put the wrong your or the wrong two instead of to, you put too. They can't help themselves but to react to it. And that's when you find out who fucking stalks your shit. <laughs> ah, you are right about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's go to let's go to R now. All right, you saw it, Lex Luger. These men are the hunted now. That's right. He's after you guys. Burger Crockett, I know time on this television station costs a lot of money, but I'm gonna buy a couple of minutes and I'm gonna have a little chat with you, Luger. Wherever you're at, if you're looking at a monitor, I'm not going to scream and holler. I'm an intelligent man, as you well know. I regard you as being an intelligent man, so I'm just going to talk. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to holler. I'm just going to tell you like it was. K.J. Dillon came to the horseman. 
He said there's a kid in the Everglades in Florida. He's got a fantastic physique. He's got a great attitude and he wants to learn. I think he can be a horseman. This man right here, myself, Ric Flair, took time in the gym, in the ring, in the course of a lot of matches. I personally sacrificed my body, some of my notoriety, personally, everything I could to help you become being a horseman because that's the greatest thing you can be in the course of your life. James J. Dillon treated you not only as a horseman, but as a son. Rick Flair, I know, personally welcomed you into his house many occasions to work out at his gym, eat at his table. But what you are, Luger, you always had this feeling deep in your gut that you were something special. You were the shining star that could rise above the horseman. The one thing you never understood, Lex, is the horsemen only are as great as the sum of their parts. We're one unit. We're not one man. No one man is an island unto himself, Lex. That's something you've got to remember. Now you stepped out by yourself and you decided you're going to be all these people's savior. You're going to do the right thing. You're going to manifest yourself to be the athlete you knew you could be. What your mom and daddy knew you could be. Well, Lex, it's sacrificing being a horseman means that me, you're getting that guiding and shining light all by yourself, then well and good. You've chose your path. But just remember now, Lex, that you've stepped out by yourself. That's exactly where you are, by yourself. Roads ain't gonna help you. Call off ain't gonna help you. A rock and roll window, nobody's gonna help you, Lex. But just remember one thing. I didn't get the name the enforcer just by potluck. I got it by getting things done. Not making commercials, not making endorsements, not going to Hollywood by being better than anybody else in that ring. That's what I do. I'm stepping forward. If there's a problem, I'll handle it. All right, we'll be back right after this. I, I, Lance, I know you said it kind of reminded you of last, last week, but I, when he said I didn't get the name enforcer by uh, by potluck, I got it by getting things done, not making commercials, not making endorsements, not going to Hollywood, but by being better than anyone else in the ring. I actually thought they kind of added on to sure, sure, they added some week. onto it, yeah, yeah. He, but but uh, you see the fire, yeah, oh, you know they revved yeah. it up because more time's supposed to have passed. I mean, obviously they already knew about the uh, Wilbur save, you know, on the taping last week. They just saved it and acted like it was another chapter. Yeah, yeah. They, man, they filmed a lot of damn matches. They, man, they filmed a lot, and they, man, big, huge tapings, everything. When you look at the results and how they organized this show, it's pretty wild. It certainly is, but they—that's uh, what they did back then. A lot of times, Harper, what'd you have from it? I tell you, listen to Arn. It makes it makes fucking Le- it makes Lex sound like a real asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Here we were. I did it. Right. I did this for you. My not- notoriety. I thought that, mm-hmm. that was a good line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, what a, I took what a sacrifices class to fucking help you out. It's the kind of shit you pull. Fuck you. Harper's <laughs> <laughs> getting worked up just thinking about it. I mean, I, I, it's kind of, that's what it sounds like. Because he's, there is truth to it. He did kind of take somewhat of a back seat when fucking Lex showed up. He did. Like, they're both... Why are y'all talking about this like it's real? They're both... <laughs> they're both <laughs> actually kind of in the right 
which is kind of what right. happens in in, exactly. in in life. See, like Lex is not lying when he says that he supported Arn and Rick when they both didn't have titles. That's exactly what he did. Like he he never like said anything about, you know, y'all lost, y'all don't have titles. There was no like attitude or anything from him. He supported them. So like Lex is right, but at the same time, Arn is kind of right too. He's like I got my name by getting things done, not making commercials, not making endorsements. So they're they're both they both that same towards. What same Hogan? No, he's aiming at at Lex. But well, because it, it, I don't think uh, Lex wasn't doing commercials and no, shit. But no, but Lex is going to talk about it in his in his interview in a minute. That right. that JJ was out there trying to get these extra jobs for him and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he I. I see why you're taking it that way, but no, he's pointing that towards Lex because of what Lance just said. So evidently, quote unquote, JJ was working on getting Lex all these endorsement deals and commercials, and Lex was the one saying, "No, I got to train and all this stuff." So they they're writing that into the story, and Orange is making that point. He's not talking about Hogan. He's just, he's he's directing that towards okay. Lex. But Lex claims that's not what happened. Lex is saying that was all JJ's idea and not his. So yeah. it is what it is. Damn, you uh, messed Brandon. up a whole note. All my notes for the next man. <laughs> I have all that written down. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, Lex is now suspicious that that's the reason that JJ was trying to get him those outside gigs so he wouldn't out, outshine the rest of the horsemen. Right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So, as we keep moving, because we'll get there in a second, uh, Doctor Death defeats Trent Knight. I don't have anything from it, Lance. You? I go to Harper first and come back to me. Oh, Harper. With, uh, Dr. Death? Yeah, the match we just watched. That's no. In the background. All right, what no. you got from it, Lance? All right, so, you know, they do an interview afterwards. Are you going to play that at all? It doesn't matter. You can go to it, but it doesn't I matter. I wasn't planning it. on playing it only because... No, it goes a little long, but Barry comes up, and, and the whole time, you know, Dr. Death is saying, treating Barry like he's 20. He's, you know, that this young kid, and, you know, I like the, you know, I like the fire in a young kid like that. That's what yeah, he says. I was after wondering that too. Okay. So it's time to play. Who's older. Okay. Right. So who's, who is older, Steve Williams <laughs> or Barry Wyndham? All right. It, it's Let me have Barry. It. Steve. Barry. It's Barry. It's going to go. It's going to go. Okay. Dr. Death is a month and a half, five weeks older than Barry. Oh, five weeks. Jesus Christ. Five weeks. So they're basically the same age, May and July of 1960, okay? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Dr. Death is older, but he's treating him like that in that show. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple more while we're, while we're here. Who's older, Nikita? Okay, so let's say Barry and Dr. Death are the same age. Who's older, Nikita or Dr. Death and Barry? I think uh, Nikita's younger. Mike. Uh, Nikita. Nikita is older. Nikita's a year old. Damn. Oh, okay, okay. okay. We're going to try one last one. We're going to try one last one. Okay, so we know uh, Nikita's older than Dr. Death and Barry. Where does Rotundo? Is Rotundo older than Nikita, younger than Nikita, or the youngest of all those guys? I think he's he's the youngest. Damn, that's a good question. I ain't about to look it up. Well, I've got it right here, so you just got to guess. Well, no, I, I, what I'm saying is I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to. I'm not going right, to Google right, it. Right. right. Um, youngest. Uh, Mike Rotundo's the oldest. Damn. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's March of '58. Then Nikita's March of '59. Doctor Death May of '60. Barry July of '60. 
Well, see, that's easy to get wrong because they're all with they're they're all within two years of each other. Fifty eight, fifty nine, right. and sixty. Well, yeah, Barry and Death, you know, Dr. Death, Barry started, you know, wrestling in uh, Barry 79 while Dr. Death went to, you know, went through college and all that football mess and came out in 82. So, you know, that's a that's a tricky one. What do you think he got a degree in from fucking Oklahoma? Did he graduate? Yeah. I mean, he played there four years, right? But that don't mean he fucking graduated. Yeah, it doesn't mean he, he didn't leave. Yeah, who knows what he's... He, he, you you can, know, I got to say it. You can play for four this. years and still take six years to get out of college, dude. He's, pro- <laughs> he's probably a, a PE major, and I say that because I am a PE major. So <laughs> he's a, probably a PE major, uh, you know, uh, to be a am, coach. I am Googling this just for shits and giggles, so I'm, let me put that out there. Uh, probably like... See, watch it be like pre-med. <laughs> Uh, college. I was a um, PE P major, and I enjoyed it. I'm also I also have a um, psychology major too. So well, I, see, there too, you go. But, but I did have PE because I was the trainer, taping ankles on the sidelines. Uh, it just it Wikipedia, if you trust it, just says Williams graduated from the University of Oklahoma in '81 after a football career that saw him named an All American. Um, so it doesn't say what his degree is in, but. Yeah, he apparently, if you trust Wikipedia, he graduated. Uh, well, that's so there's good that. enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, look, Lance, now they're going to make fun of you because, see, they make me and my degree. Um, he's going to now make a PE degree. What's wrong with, he, he, yeah, but here's the thing. He actually, you know, worked in sports with, with fucking athletes, though. <laughs> so I see why. Then I went to South Dallas and cashed checks for the last 25 years, 30 you years in a beer store. I didn't use either either one. <laughs> Nobody uses their degree in the field that they got it in. Shit. <laughs> That's how it works. You go get a job doing something else, and it's a damn shame because all the employer wants to know is if you've got a degree. They don't care what it's in. Anyway, uh, the way of the world nowadays. Uh, Doc is actually a doctor, Lance. So I don't know if you realize that. That's he's, Thug- he's actually- Thugonomics? No, he did <laughs> the doctor of thugonomics. No, he's his, his degree is not in thugonomics. That's for damn sure. Oh Jesus! Oh, so what? What are you a doctor of? Is that it? Uh, he uh, he's a um, studies. Um, <laughs> psychology. <laughs> okay. He, he he's 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 really got his PhD. It's not a joke. All right, a PhD in psychology. Yeah, really. Okay, yeah, I got a bachelor's in psychology. Would you like Dr. Phil? No, he ain't like Dr. Phil. Do you want him diagnosing your fucking problems? <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I'm, saying. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? A psych majors are the craziest ones. That's what they say. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Uh, hmm. So, all right, let's keep it moving. We got a, um, where was I at? We've a lot of his played. Okay, oh, so Doc, Doc, Doc had his promo, and Dr. Death was talking about Crockett tells Dr. Death he had uh, one of the best matches he's ever seen. I have no clue why he said that. Uh, the match had no emotion in it, but whatever. That match that we just kind of watched. Dr. Death talks about facing Barry Windham. Barry interrupts the promo and tells Dr. Death the next time they battle that Barry will pin him. Whatever. She purred cut a promo. I got no notes from it. Did you have anything from it? They're just wild and woolly and whatever. Holy oh. shit. Yeah. Did you have anything? You know, now you uh, can't tell if they're their face or heel. I mean, they're basically WWF right now. They're the uh, 
you know, the Bushwhackers in this interview. They haven't decided what they're going to do with them. They're the last uh, UWF tag team champions, and it looks like they just don't know what to do with them. So they just come out and kind of blah, 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 you know, it with the smiling and going, whoa, and yeah, and all that. But, but see, they're not really WWF yet because they're no, not. No, they're not. Yeah, I, well, I hear I in this interview, mean. though. But they're not licking heads yet and kissing babies. Oh, that, that, that's all I meant. You're right. They're going to have match, plenty of matches you know, over the next year, eh, three or four pay-per-views or something coming up. But anyway, so they're going to be there. But on this interview, it's just like, I don't know. Have you all seen them on here before? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. That, wasn't the, uh, that wasn't debut or anything. Okay. No, okay. no, no. no, that, no. that wasn't the debut. And, and we did talk about it when they first came in. Like, we talked about how I'm not playing this promo, so I'm just going to let it yeah. run while you all are watching this. Uh, mm-hmm. We did talk about how they – they they are not the sheep herders from the UWF days, like when they were just vicious animals. But uh, yeah. they're also they're not quite obviously the 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 you know what they were coming in WWF either. So they're kind of in between. But I mean, because I don't know, Lance, did you? I'm sure you saw those cage matches in the UWF, did you? Or yeah, no? you know it's hard to get the you know copies. I I don't know if it was on that Mid South or not. I mean, I know all the legends. I, I saw them in bloody matches. Just I didn't see any of those those barbed wire barbed wire in those with that wood and the barbed wire those cages man that i love i've got a i was at a dusty tully blanchard at one of those barbed wire but i wasn't in i didn't see the fantastics in those tag teams you got an extra hard drive laying around no man i'm not mr tech i do know what that Uh, means i I was i can i can can put i can put that stuff on a hard drive for you because i've i've got it all the mid-south and uwf stuff that's the only reason why i asked so in case you wanted to go through it and look for those cage matches because i mean they're nah, some of them wrong there okay that's okay i got a fax machine right here okay I'm, that's how, that, and, and i fax <laughs> and I, let me tell you what i fax all the time <laughs> jesus christ i know i'm sitting here right here with i'm looking right at the fax machine that's nuts and Is this guy related a, to tim horner i'm always gonna have a vcr too don't don't think that i mean i'm always gonna have a vcr come on I actually stuff think up. that yeah, the VCR thing is kind of smart, especially when you got a lot of tapes and you don't have them converted yet. But I'm with you. All right, we'll keep going. Uh, we got uh, the Barbarian. He defeats Larry Stevens, and then Paul Jones is out there flapping his gums uh, with his army, Warlord and Barbarian. I don't have anything from it, Lance. Did you? No, Tonga John. Remember Tonga John from Tonga '83 John, World yep. Class. That was his name in World Class in '83, and you would you wouldn't even recognize it for uh, people who haven't seen him in that. Barbarian was Tonga John. Uh, Harper, anything from that promo or keep going? No. We got Mike Rotunda. He defeats the Italian Stallion in the next match. And then Sullivan is back out on commentary. Sullivan is talking about giving pointers to Mike Rotunda. And <laughs> when you watch this match, Rotunda definitely looks more aggressive in this match. He's not a heel, but he's got a certain edge. And he looks good with this edge. And JR and Tony, they even point out how Rotunda looks different. And even the studio is booing him. So... Hey, man, shout out to Disrespectfully Classy Marky Blassie. The uh, makings of the Varsity Club are in order. It's uh, a friend of mine and longtime patron of the show. So there it is. I know you were excited for this part, but you definitely can see it uh, transition in here. Um, Lance, what did you have from this? Uh, Tony says, there's a, talking about Rotundo, there's a, there's a little spunk in him as of, as of late. And then uh, Kevin Sullivan's talking about that Nikita only has one title now, but that Nikita looks a little lost out there. He, and all of a sudden, he's putting over Dusty, the boss. Imagine that. He's saying, Dusty gave 100, 150% at Starcade. Maybe uh, Rotundo should mold himself after a winner like Dusty. Imagine that, putting over the boss. <laughs> okay. Um, 
All right. Uh, Hopper, anything from you? Good stuff, Lance. I mean, not really. It's just, it, it, I mean, like you said, he was more aggressive. Well, if you think, and if you think, if you think about the old territory days too, you, they're 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 doing this real slow. Yeah, and 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 he didn't use the airplane spin. I don't think did he? Hmm. I don't think he did. But I, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, he's gonna start using that. He well, he's been using it. He's been using that. Uh, I call it the scene. <laughs> I call it the. Uh, oh shit! What's that move Cena does? The uh. The five knuckle shuffle. No, that, that oh, it, attitude adjustment. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. It kind of looks like what Rotunda does, right? So, like, that's why I thought that. But yeah, he didn't um use it. He's just, I don't know, man. When you watch him in his match, he's just, he's got a different bounce to him. He's 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 sharper, more physical, kind of more aggressive. You're right. He just took him over right there. He didn't use the, he didn't use his finisher, uh, but he pins him. So there's that. All right, um, let's keep going because up next we got Kevin Sullivan, and um, I, I was gonna assume you all wanted to want us to play this. So what did you think, Lance? He's I'll see- do you first. No, I got nothing. Uh, Sullivan talks, and then they want to talk to Rotundo, and he just says something about you know whatever Kevin Sullivan says. I'm I'm with. He says it kind of awkwardly, but that's what he's saying. He's I'm on board with whatever Kevin Sullivan says. Hopper, yeah, I agree. What did you have, Hopper? He just seemed kind of lost, didn't he? Yeah. So it's good. They got him with Sullivan who can talk. I mean, it's going to work out. I mean, Sullivan kind of, he seemed kind of lost or he wasn't into it. I think he's repeating himself a little, but I don't Uh, don't know. Well, he he was talking during the match and then he was talking after. So, yeah, maybe he'd run out of stuff to go with. Yeah. He did say he's, I kind of wrote some quotes down. He said, we have a guy that was a varsity athlete, or as Sullivan says, a varsity athlete. <laughs> um, when they finally asked Rotunda what he has to say, Rotunda doesn't say anything. He says, Kevin Sullivan knows exactly what he's talking about. And then yeah, that was it. And then here was the thing that I took from this, too, was because uh, Rotunda doesn't say hardly anything. J.R. and Shivani in the next segment, they're mentioning how Sullivan is like a psychologist and he's got mind control over Rotunda. So again, they're just, I kind of feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, they're like just telling the story with these guys and where they're going with them with the varsity club, although not calling them that yet. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, no, I was going to say, and I hadn't put this on my notes, but the fact is here in 1987, uh, anybody that started watching wrestling in the early eighties and buying all the magazines, um, you know, Kevin Sullivan's been put on the magazines like a star through the years. I mean, you've seen everything he's done in Florida, being, you know, a demon and all that kind of mess, having mind control. And also, Mike Rotundo on that point has been in the magazines. You don't really know of any big things he's done. You know, he's held a Florida belt and he's been in Florida a million years. So you kind of think of him as goody goody. So these guys had a little bit going with them. I, I still don't know. I guess Steve, Doctor Death. I never felt that Doctor Death got the got his you know a foothold here in the NWA at this time, you know. But I I I don't know. That's just me. I feel like people know what Sullivan is, and they're probably leery because all of a sudden this longtime good guy Mike Rotundo's come. You know, I think it's a perfect pairing. Kind of not as good as you know Chris Adams and Gary Hart, you know, were. But you know, still, it's the the worst possible guy having an influence on this longtime babyface. But he does wonders for him. Well, 
I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot. Fun. Yeah, it's a life, a career saver, I believe. Yeah, Rotunda wasn't doing it for a baby face for me in this time period. No, no, nothing. Was he doing it for you, Harper? No, no, yeah, it, it, no. It wasn't. Hey, he, hey, you see, and the, the one, the one thing I, I kind of noticed is that when you see him here, he doesn't seem as as thick as he was when he was IRS. Yeah. 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 Didn't he could hide that belly, you know, wearing a white shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. All right. Well, we will keep moving. There is a match. It is Zabisco, Larry Zabisco, who defeats Tony Suber. Hopper, anything from it? The finish was kind of, he just rolled them up. Yeah. Advance to it right now. Yeah. He just kind of rolled them in one, two, three, and. They just kind of get up and look at each other like, eh, screw you. There it is. Yeah. He just gets up and like, eh, you know, up yours. Teddy Long is saying something to Zabisco right there. You you can't tell what he's saying. Yeah, that was a weird finish. I agree. He Mm -hmm. just rolls him up in that small package and he says something. Lance, what did you have from it? Nothing. Tom, uh, yeah. That Tony Suber lifetime jobber. He'd been around since like '85, and by the this time next year, he's he's in the WWF. And so uh, yeah, he never did anything. That's that. That's nice. <laughs> never did anything. I tried to look him up. I wanted him to have a wife that owned a comedy club or anything, but <laughs> I couldn't find anything <laughs> on him. Yeah, I looked him up. The, th- the only kind of the biggest thing I saw was him and Ron Simmons uh, went up against the uh, the uh, Midnight Express. Huh, yeah. You got a little bit of a, a right. That's there. the only thing I saw. I guess because he's big and you know he's you yeah. know, big and black, and they're like, hey, you know, <laughs> they they match. That's messed up. That's I'm just, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just <laughs> I can't that's hear what you. They were <laughs> Jeez, no, I no, I know what you mean. That's that's what I'm saying. If that's what they were thinking, Jesus Christ. All right, we'll keep moving. Uh, so up next we got Ric Flair. And let's uh let's just play it. It's this a long one, but uh enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, this it's, is uh, fucking good shit. Yeah, it is. You, you, this is this is good. Here it is. See, he's revved up more than the last one week. and only the leader of the four horsemen, the world heavyweight champion Ric Flair. You know, David Crockett, this is the time of the year when no matter how much dislike you might have for someone in this sport. No matter how much the competition wears you down, this is the time of year when Santa Claus is going to make it all right for everybody involved. And in this case, Ric Flair, this time of the year, can be called Santa Claus because he's the man that's holding all the gold in the greatest sport in the world. Now, the Crockett family went out last year and spent $40,000 on this. And this right here is the difference between the major leagues and the minor leagues. If nothing else you like about our sport, then this, look at it, because this probably cost more than the house you live in. And last night, Jim Crockett, who made me wait a month, walked up to me and put this back in my hand. Read it. 
The name is Ric Flair, and it goes on this for the fifth time. And I know that the Crockett family hates putting their hand in their pocket for Ric Flair because I'm already a multi-millionaire. But the bottom line is I'm the best wrestler in the world today, whether you like it or not. Now, Lex Luger. And Luger, I got to get this point across. I like you. You're a nice guy. You're a great athlete. The greatest body, the greatest physique in our business. But like Dusty Rhodes said, and now pay attention because this is important to you, Luger. Just because you couldn't make it as a horseman doesn't mean your career is over. Just be very careful what path you walk. Be careful what you seek in life. Because my friend, the bottom line is, if you jump on iron, you're jumping on Tully. If you jump on Tully, you're jumping on iron. And if you jump on Tully and iron, then you're jumping on me. And my friend, once again, Ask Dusty Rhodes, the man who has beaten me twice. Ask Nikita Koloff. Ask the Road Warriors. One of my claims of fame, besides thousands of women, is the fact that I'm the dirtiest player in the game. The dirtiest. I'm writing a book right now. The dirtiest player in the game. I will stop at nothing to stay on top. Stop at nothing. I will not move out of that big house. I will drive nothing but Mercedes or Rolls Royce. I will go nowhere on a commercial airliner. I will ride in nothing but limousines. And I will make love to nothing but the best looking women in the world. You know why? Because I'm a winner at all costs. Which brings to mind P.S. Michael Hayes, the spandex cowboy. Now Hayes, in Atlanta, where you have lots of bag ladies, you are called a poor man's Ric Flair. In other words, while I'm in Kashmir, diamonds and alligators, you're in Reeboks, jeans, and a leather jacket. And I personally am insulted that the Crockett's or any other promotion would rank you or put you in a position to wrestle me. You are street trash, bad street trash, as you claim. And pal, the bottom line is, Michael Hayes, don't be like Luger. Don't be a loser. Don't jump woo, on the nature bar. Hey, coming up next, the total package, Lex Luger. We'll be right here. Well, damn. Um, uh, where do you go ahead, Lance? You go first. It doesn't get any better. I'm telling you. I mean, it's just on and on. Uh, the belt costs more than your fa your house, things like that. I mean, it's just it's great. He's on that that top level. He's going to be Santa Claus. He's going to make it all right. It's fantastic. I, I'm in agreement, Harper. What do you have? He said a lot. Yes, we. You know, if you jump on fucking Arn, you jump on Tully. 
You jump on Flair, you jump on Arnatelli. Don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, let me talk about this. So he said it's the fifth time that he's uh, won the belt. So who's he won the belt from? Oh, okay. Uh, Dusty, Harley, of course. Harley, Dusty, and yeah. uh, Ronnie. That's three. He beat Dusty twice, right? There you go. There you go. Dusty twice. So one more. Right. Dusty twice. Race, Garvin, and... Oh, God. You're killing me. Don't say it. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, fuck. I'm I'm purposely not answering because I... I want to see the tweets come through. People going, how do y'all not know this shit? Golly. Okay. Just say it, Lance. It's not Dory Funk. No, it? it's Carrie Von Eric. God. Oh, <laughs> no one remembers that. <laughs> so those are, the, those are the five they're counting. They're not counting the Jack Valvino in 82, and they're not counting the Harley race change in New Zealand back to him in uh, Japan. They are, uh, later on, that Harley race is going to be take, uh, is going to be accepted. But at this point, you know, Har- uh, Flair's only mentioning whatever the NWA wants him to mention. And that other thing wasn't, you know, they weren't cool with that other. So, um, you know, well, you could say. It up because he's in WWE? No, I, I, no, it's a, it's a, they've never acknowledged that there was this title change in March of 84 where uh, Flair and Harley Race tw- traded the belts. With, uh, Harley won in New Zealand and Flair won it back uh, three or three days later in Japan. And stuff. So that that's never was never acknowledged for a thousand years. They they wouldn't make mention of it, but now they do. Why? Because you could hide that shit back then. The, and the NWA just... wasn't. The NWA didn't want to. You know, they wanted to be in charge of the belts and say when the changes. But you know, these times, this uh, what Baba would pay the money so that there could be a title uh, change. Well, Baba paid to have it be the title, but the champion himself. But there's you know other reasons. There's money. <laughs> it's money. Yeah, they but no to go back what Lance is saying too. You could do that and and hide it back then. Nobody would know. Yeah. And I was talking about that Jack Valvino. That's the story with Flair saying you know that he got the you know had to let Jack Valvino win because he was worried about a riot. There are pictures of that Matt. I think they fought twice actually. Um, he fought him. And there's a movie that's totally you know just mythology on Jack Valvino that just came out. And then I think there's going to be a I don't know if it was a two hour movie or a TV movie or what, but then there's going to be another part because this part didn't have the match, but uh, just making a, you know, total mythology out of Jack Valvino. That was in the Dominican Republic in September of 82. Yeah. So let me, Nick, y'all, hopefully, I don't know, make you laugh or not, but when Crockett opened that interview and he said to Flair, um, oh, when, when Flair said, you know, David Crockett, this is the time of year. I thought he was about to say this is the time of year when all the guys want to go home with their wives and families during the holidays. And I and I don't want but I want to be on the road because being home is boring and I can't style and profile with the ladies at the Marriott's around the country. I was waiting for that because Rick, <laughs> we remember doing this in 85 and he was the only one who showed up on like the Christmas week show to, to really uh, do anything. Everybody else packed it in for the holidays and Rick's out there styling a profile and cutting promos. And he was literally the whole you know, effing show. Do you remember that Hopper from like 1985? Yeah. 
So uh, Rick says, and then he keeps going with this. This is <laughs> he called himself Santa Claus. <laughs> I just thought this was fun, and I mean, he just went aboard. He he like started scoreboarding because he's like, you know, I got all these girls, and he starts just uh, I got the gold. The the Crockett family said forty k on it, and eh, Jesus, I mean, he's talking about making love to the best looking women in the world. He called <laughs> Hayes the spandex cowboy and street <laughs> trash. Street trash, he's, yeah. He's just going off, but I don't know. Any other thoughts, Hopper, on this? No, nah, we can move on. Yeah. Lance, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I was going to play Luger because it goes on for a while, but I'll say this. He puts over the horseman. That's why I got that written down right here. Yeah. Yeah, he puts exactly. him over, and he also says he looked out for him, and then he also addresses the endorsement deals and commercials, and he claims that J.J., Again, we said this a second ago. A second ago was the one making the deals, and Lex refused because he he was here to wrestle, and it went on for too long. But he made his point, and he did say he would get Arn back. What did you have, Hopper? If anything, when he's saying about the endorsement deals, I kept thinking, well, in a few years, y'all, all y'all are gonna be wearing Ruse fucking tennis shoes. Yes. <laughs> yes, and <Fucking> then <laughs> those for those kangaroos, and then and then WCW had those uh those ring posts and yeah and uh-huh. with the root yeah yeah Fucking hey man got to take the money where you can get it you know right. <laughs> <laughs> that mellow yellow <laughs> mellow yellow commercials with Dusty yeah I got Good some time. of those cans a fan sent me some. Fritz oh, cool. Grandi is yeah. his name. Sent uh, Hopper yeah. the mellow yellow cans. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. You have the Tim. You got a Tim Horner one. Yeah, I got the Tim Horner one. <laughs> Why the fuck true. would they make one for Tim Horner? <laughs> That's like making like an Italian stallion can or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't answer that question. Uh, all right, we'll keep going. We got Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. They defeat the Gladiators. And then we got Ricky Morton and Sting who defeat Curtis Thompson and John Savage. I'm going to stop right there uh, in case y'all got anything. Anything from any of that? What we got? Curtis Thompson. Firebreaker yeah. Chip. Firebreaker oh, Chip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's who that is. He's all over the place because he started in 87. After this, he's going to go to Puerto Rico, Stampede, Pacific Northwest. He's going to go to WWF as a jobber, go to USWA, and then finally back to WCW with that yes. good yeah, so he's all over the place. As a fireman. Yeah. That it was, was that, Firebreaker Chip. It was him and a soldier. And that was a tag team that I, I still... You remember you were telling me about this a while back, Hopper? You were like, Firebreaker. And I was like, bro, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was, he was a fireman. And the other right. guy... This was when like Desert Storm first hit. Yeah, I know. When everybody was fucking Captain America. And, and so they had the fireman guy and he had like like the american soldier hero and they were the the patriots or something what was their name lance you remember uh i was gonna say he did he did an american male thing like a mailman but uh he had done that but who are you talking about i was looking at my notes it, it, you it say? was fire it was firebreaker chip in yeah that in other guy his in yeah uh, his tag yeah, like, partner. It, I, I can't remember the was, name he did the whole uh the whole uh, military gimmick. Yeah. But I remember, yeah, I remember like, yeah. a, like two years ago, you were trying to re- remind me of this tag team. And I was like, yeah, 
I don't remember this shit, man. And he was like, no, you know, he did this. And then I, I had a couple of people send it in to me. And I was yeah, like, like oh, it was okay. during the days of uh, the Z-Man and Flying Brian and yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Ross and all that shit. Yeah. And when you see him now, you can, you, you like, there he is. You know, if you're watching on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You, okay. you you recognize He's it at bigger this than point. Sting. Oh, there it is. You're right. The, yeah. the the Patriots Todd Champion. That's it. See? Yeah. Very good. Very good. But I didn't I didn't remember it. Like I don't remember their tag team. I still don't remember yeah. it. I mean, I yeah. mean well, I've seen it, but I don't remember. You're not it. the only one. <laughs> All right. So uh, anything else from uh, this matchup? Yeah. No. It seems like uh, Ricky Morton seems kind of more. He's got like a more a uh, pep in his step. He's out there without he's, Robert. He's happy Gibson's out. Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All that's right. nice. He's that's like, nice. finally, I got a partner that's got two eyeballs that like look in the same oh, direction. Oh, shit. <laughs> say that again, Hopper. I had to stop and restart the video. What, what, did, you, what did you say he said about Morton or Gibson? He says, finally, I have a tag team partner where uh, both his eyeballs look in the same direction. You heard that? The eye of Gibson, Boom. he's talking about you. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Real classy, Hopper. I mean, come I on now. Doc told me to say that. He just well, fucking he... Uh, texted me. Okay, yeah, allegedly. All right, we'll keep moving. We got uh, Crockett is out here. Crockett Jr. is out here now. He announces that next Saturday, Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rhodes will take on the Midnight Express for the U.S. Tag Team titles in a match. Um, I don't remember the last time Dusty wrestled on TBS Saturday night, so I guess we'll... Fuck, it's been a while. See. Yeah, in the studio specifically. Right. When I yeah. That. I mean, we've seen clips of matches, and I mean, we've seen the you know Star Kid eighty seven, but actually in the studio, it's been a long time. Lance, anything from this? Yeah, you know, Crockett's saying, you know, uh, we uh, Dusty's future in eighty eight with a uh, WCW is unclear. You know, it's it's not about the money though. He makes sure and say it's not about the money. It's just some other issues. But uh, you know, it, it's basically you know telling you you got to come to the matches because Dusty may not. You know, better come watch this pay per view. You better come to the matches because we don't know if Dusty's going to keep on going. But it's obviously storyline. If they were having real trouble, they wouldn't be pushing it on TV. Right. <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna be around. Also, I wanted to say on that Freebirds match, they did mention that the Freebirds were the end, uh, number one. You know, tag team contenders to Arn and Tully, but I don't know where that goes. I don't think it goes anywhere, actually. But because Michael Hayes is doing all those house shows with uh, right. Ric Flair, so yeah. Anyway, that's what uh, Jim Crockett was telling me. You better, you better order, you know, Starcade or uh, uh, Stampede coming up because who knows what Dusty's going to do. So we'll keep going. Um, we got. I'm trying to see where I'm at. Okay. We're watching now the Row Warriors versus uh, their murder in Thunderfoot 1 and 2 right here. Um, I don't really have anything from it. They're about to kill him. Um, do you want to just go to the promo, Hopper, Lance? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look how big uh, they are to move around so fast. I mean, yeah, they, no, you just can't. Huh? People don't understand that if you didn't see it. I mean, they're huge, and they're moving around at a million miles an hour. They could fly around. That's for damn sure. All right, let's go to them now. Uh, there was David Crockett at the podium. I have to say right now, anybody that gets in the ring with the Road Warriors has to be crazy. You know something, David Crockett? We're getting back a little the monitor. We're getting a little sick of hearing about shave this, cut this, cut that. As far as we're concerned, cuts are for kids and masses for men. You're looking at two of the most thickly muscled athletes in this business today, in this sport. 
of professional wrestling. Anytime, anywhere, we'll prove to anybody we're the strongest guys in this sport. Remember, people, we're the guys that say what we're going to do. Then we do it, right, brother? Well, Davey, baby, we've been through some bunkhouse stampedes. I won some. He won some. We flipped a coin. I think he's going to go to the finals. Now, there's everybody out here talking about being a bull in the bunkhouse stampede. Well, what is it with this bull thing? I'll tell you, it's a bunch of bull. That's what it is. It don't mean nothing to us. Because all it means anything to us is not being a bull. That's not how we got where we're at. We're just sticking nuts. That's how we got where we got. Our roofs are missing a few shingles, if you know what I mean. The elevator don't go to the top because there ain't an elevator. So you just take that to the bank when you think about getting in the bunkhouse campaigns with the LOD. You better think twice. And we snack on danger and we dine on death. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can stop there. Uh, go ahead, Lance. Oh man, you know they mentioned that flipping a coin and stuff. You know, animal. I, they're probably not supposed to, you know, go into specifics. Animal will go to the final, but you know, Hawk's gonna get a title match with uh, Ric Flair on the pay on the pay per view. So that's what's going on. I they did that in in. San Francisco, where they both won and they flipped a coin. I just don't know the, and I'm, I keep thinking that that was last year's bunkhouse, and I, I just couldn't get good information on that tour. Of I know where they had bunkhouses and stuff, but I just can't get who won each one of them. But that's the deal. Animal is going to go to the finals. The I cage the match. I, I got the book. I just never you know, the JCP book. I just never. Every time I go to say I'm gonna look something up, it never happens. So you can blame me on that one. My bad. <laughs> um, gotcha. Harper, what'd you have from this? Did he go take a piss? Probably did. All right, or he muted take, himself by take accident. the la- take the laptop in to take a shit. Hey, <laughs> where'd you go? I was about to say. Well, did you have anything from this? Uh he's yeah. Fuck you, beat a bull, bro. I, I kept thinking. Did a, imagine Doctor Death versus fucking one M. Yeah, that would be. Um, Do we ever it. see that? No, huh? Nah, not that I remember. I mean, of course, it'll happen the minute it. I say it. Yeah. Happen. Uh, no, I'm not sure. Uh, so we'll keep moving. We got Arn and Tully. They defeat Denny Brown and Kendall Windham up next. Well, uh, yeah, but any... you got uh, you got Paul Jones coming out. Oh, but, uh, well, Paul Jones is talking to Ellering. What, what you got on that? Because we're watching it right now. I, I wasn't going to play it, but they're out there talking about – I should say they're out there talking about a challenge. This is the whole uh, who's the strongest wrestler. Uh, many people out there remember this. I just – Paul Jones went on too far this. trying to explain. <laughs> he went on for too long trying to explain that he was challenging. He was challenging his guys versus Ellering's guys. In yeah, the look at David contest. laughing back there. Yeah, That's what they do the whole oh, – when they bench. Yeah. Look at Crockett. Crockett yeah. is like, can you get it out? <laughs> <laughs> Crockett, Crockett's like, come on, dude. Paul Jones is talking for a long time to say, I challenge your guys to a weightlifting contest. So anyway, um, did you have anything from that, Hopper? 
All right. Lance, you? Keep on rolling. Arn and Tully defeat Denny Brown and Kendall Winham, like I was saying. And and then we're basically rolling to the end of the episode. Let me get to it. We got Arn, Tully, Rick, Michael Hayes. They're out there. Oh, I'm sorry. Arn, Tully, and Rick are out there. And then Michael Hayes decides to come out, and he's going to uh, confront them. So give me a second, and we will be there shortly. But I thought, uh, I, I'm guessing this is a, I thought it was a good way to go off here. Uh, yeah, it's the hottest is. thing, you know, two hour just long taping and stuff. So this is as revved up as he needs to be and let it all loose. Yep, here it is. All right, the Hulse Morna here. World Tag Team Champions Telling me. I believe our name is to have a line for you, my friend. Exactly what it's a pressure position <laughs> <Okay>. being the ultimate. <laughs> But what it is, what we need to tell you people out there and a lot of side, there's been a lot of serious jousting going on out here. But the bottom line is when it all comes back to a fact, only thing that matters in this sport, you're either a world champion or you're not. Tell them about it, Nate. How about Michael Hayes? Huh? How about Michael Hayes? I can't get over the fact that that nothing happening street trash would want to be the world champion, the spandex cowboy. Hayes, if you're out there, pal, I'm telling you to your face. If this is Atlanta, Georgia, and you represent the lower side of life in this town, can you imagine that Rick Flair styling and profiling Arlen Tully, limousines, good-looking women, fine clothes, Rick, 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 you remember what my dad told you? That's right. The first rule of fighting, kid, is Never overmatch yourself. One, two, three, one. Nature, boy. You're looking at the freak of nature, man. And when you come down here and you run down every wrestler in the National Wrestling Alliance, that's fine. You want to run me down, that's fine. When you want to run down the people that pay your enormous salary and you want to run down Atlanta, Georgia, guess what, pal? That ain't fine. Because I'm going to tell you what, I've been overmatched all my life. You have no idea what it's like to sleep in the same bed with your mother and your brother because there ain't no other bed. You have no idea what it's like, deep Into the ring they go. The horsemen stomping on Michael Hayes. Ric Flair, they're holding him up, Jim Ross. Michael Hayes just got very, very personal here. And Flair getting ready to come off the top with a horseman holding Hayes. Thank goodness for the Garvins. This one is getting, I mean, volatile right here. He's going to learn our Samantha's and Samantha's a sports. Okay, that from Rick Flair talking with David over at our ringside location. David's making his way over to ringside to talk to Michael Hayes. Here it is. Lousy street trash kid. Blue jeans, Reeboks. And guess what? This size 13's got your behind print on it, boy. You know, they sit around and they call you the all-night-long man. The reason why, Jack, is it takes you all night long to get the job done. You come pushing me around, you 
want to see. I wasn't overmatched. I got some friends. And Aaron Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Your time's coming, man. You know your time's coming. And if you want a six man, come on in here, guys. You're looking at a six man. But Ric Flair, you remember one thing. It wasn't Jim Crockett or any other promoter that gave me the chance to challenge you. It was God up above and my own will. Because two weeks ago, I took you to a time limit draw. And if that bothers you, if that really sticks at you, you luck. No diamonds, no cashmere sweater. But I got a heart. I got determination. And ain't nothing stopped it. Because when I started in wrestling 11 years ago at the age of 17, they said he'd never make it. Here I stand, 28 years old, and I ain't getting older, Daddy. I'm getting better. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Rick Flair, the world heavyweight champion. All right, Tony and David are going to talk for a little while here, but uh, I guess I'll go to Harper first. Harper, what did you have from all this melee and everything that went on with Hayes right there? I love how Arn just doesn't attack him. He puts his arm, he, he you know, puts his hand on him like, hey, bro, you know, and then he says, no, bitch, fuck you. And then they just start going at it. And, and, and it's, and at the end when he says, I'm not getting older, I'm getting better. Yeah. That sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was good. And he's only that was 28 very good. years old. Right, he's yeah. Years old. I know, huh? You think it's really, God, he's... I think he's lying. He's 28, but he's been in the business like 10 years at that point. Hey, look at this. And, look, and, oh, go ahead. And, and when he first comes out and you just see the back of him, I swear to God, I thought that was Baby Doll. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. With that blonde hair and all that shit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you moved the screen. I was going to show you that. I wanted you to go to that last shot right as Hayes finished and hold the screen right there because it's funny. At the, when the episode started and they threw it over to David to interview like Sting, you know, he's all three three feet away from them at the desk. And you can kind of see the uh, see the in that last scene of Michael Hayes from a second ago. You can kind of see how far apart they really were when they throw it over to the ringside interview. I'll fast forward to it in a second. I was trying to see when he came out, the uh, Harper saying it. He, he he looked like Baby Doll from the back. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, he's got that. What? He's got that long hair. I mean, hers is never slick, you know, straight back like his. I and I'm used to seeing his, you know, all my life. So I'm I probably can't... not a good judge of it. When's he come out? <laughs> no, that right there. Look like. that That's look her, like, right there. Don't look like baby doll. <laughs> you mean you're just being mean? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. No, that don't look like baby doll. Oh, right. okay. Who, who, okay, here we go. Who's uh, who's older, Arn, uh, Arn or uh, Michael Hayes? Michael Hayes. Yeah, wrong. What? <laughs> Hayes born in 59. Uh, so so Nikita's actually 20 days older than uh, Michael Hayes. Can you imagine that? Nikita's been going, you know, three years in, in stuff. And Michael Hayes has been wrestling a, literally, you know, t almost 11 right here. We'll go with the 11, what he said. Just um, amazing. And what Michael Hayes has done in those 11 years, all the different, you know, literally, you know, s selling out main events, you know, all over since he was a kid. It's amazing. That's crazy, huh? 
It really is. I mean, Superdome, okay, so, so let's Reunion go with this. Arena, Dallas, Texas, the Texas Stadium. It, the dude had worked at like every, I'm going to say every big venue because it's not true, but he worked the Texas Stadium show uh, for David Von Erich's memorial, which I don't know, what was that 40 to 50,000 Lance? Yeah, 35. Okay. <laughs> it was, I mean, I have to go with the legit things. So 35. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. And so the Superdome. The Superdome was like 31 or something like that. I can't remember. Was it 29? Something like that. But anyway, this is back when there was no such thing as filling big stadiums, is my point. And and here he is. He's he's on these cards. So, he, he shit. Yeah, he had been there and done that at that point. Uh, what were you saying, Lance, though? I was saying, uh, so who's older, Tully or Arn? Tully. He said Arn was born Tully. in 58. Yeah, Tully's four years older. Yeah. Ron Garvin's an old man on here at 1945. Yeah, yeah. Doc, Doc, Doc has done that age thing with us before, and I just never remember. He's done it like a few times, actually. And they keep shitting on, they keep shitting on Reeboks. What's wrong with fucking Reeboks? I don't know. I, I mean, like know. when I was a kid, like that was ooh, you know, you got the Reeboks. <laughs> Get your fresh pair of Reeboks. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. That seemed like a thing too to me. Like a lot of people wanted Reeboks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty hot for a while. And yeah. what was the other? British Knights got hot for a second. Oh God! Yeah, they got hot. Uh, you can't imagine they, they, they got weren't. hot for a second. Yeah, they did, Harper. No, they weren't. In my neck of the woods, they got hot. I don't know what the hell oh, was going on in Metairie. British I don't know what, Knights I don't, and fucking L.A. Gear were in the <laughs> same fucking uh, boat, bro. No, not 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 L.A. No, how you gonna put those two in the same category? Bro, we used to call the British Knights the uh, uh, Burger King shoes because they had BK yep. on the side of them. They did. We well, we called them BKs. Right, we called them the fucking Burger King shoes. <laughs> we got Burger King shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Oh Jesus. All right, so. Uh, I guess we got to rate this thing now. Well, David and Tony try to fill in some time at the end, but we do need to rate this. Yeah, thing, so. and then and at the end, what's go to the very end when they're talking about it. Okay, I am. They really are trying to stretch that shit, and all of a sudden, boom! This is the last minute of it. And right, then it goes. Uh, well, he goes. Listen, Tony. See you next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 like he's about to say something, and he's like. Uh, also, listen, listen, Tony, come on in here. Let's talk about this. What about what happened? Well, I think what Ric Flair did was knock on not only Michael Hayes, but the people of Atlanta, Georgia, and maybe he has bitten off more he can chew, dude. Listen, Tony, it's great. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a point. No, I'm not. He <laughs> realized the time was up at that point, so he's like, we're getting out of here. <laughs> all right. So uh, all that said, we do have to rate this thing. So... Uh, no, oh, Lance, you go first this week. Oh, you're killing me, but uh, yes, it's all right. You know, it's the second half of that taping, and they they pumped it up a little, knowing what I know now. Uh, you know, they they stretched it out at the end. They were running out of stuff. They had gone through the roster twice in those two tapings, and it got a little long there. They were trying to figure out how to end the show because they had a couple of minutes. But you know, it's all right. That's all I'm gonna say. If if you want me to give a letter oh, grade, I'm gonna yeah. say you know a, a, I I don't know how y'all usually do, but you know Flair, Arn, and uh, there was one other interviewer in there I liked. Um, yeah, maybe a B plus. All right, Harper, what you giving it? I'll give it a solid B. 
I was gonna say the same thing. I'm giving it a B. wasn't bad. wasn't great. You got Ric Flair in there. You got Tully and Arn cutting some good promos. Uh, but I give it a B. So we're all in the same range. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of enhancement talent matches in there, but I give it a B as well. All right, so the Rolex, I'm giving it to Rick. Yeah. Um, all right, y'all are gonna give it to Rick. You know, Arn maybe. Um, I was gonna get say Rick. You know, starting the show, but then again, I saw that Hawk interview again. It made me laugh. So, uh, bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Hawk. <laughs> Hawk, Hawk, Hawk's got it a few times, but no, That's it's. Uh, I mean, you can't argue Hawk. So, all right, you're going Hawk. Harper and I are going Rick. So we got two B's and a B plus, and two Ricks for the Rolex and one for Hawk. So there it is. All right, everybody. Before we get out of here. Do need to remember, remind you, please use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support the show on an ongoing basis. The show get a little bit of kickback in return when you use that link. Give that link to your wives, girlfriends, and side pieces and hoes in your life. Tell them to use it. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Don't forget to become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT to uh, have access to all the Patreon content. Really helps the show, so please do it. Um, and you'll get the video reviews, the world-class shows. All that stuff is up there. There are plenty of tiers, but uh, it starts off at $2. So thanks for considering. And then also, download the Patreon app on your mobile device or your phone. Because what happens is, whenever we post the shows, or even if I don't even post shows, if I post just things like, hey, we're going to do a live YouTube or something like that, it'll go straight to the app. And then you'll get notified that way. You don't have to refresh anything, but you see the post as soon as they happen. So uh, we don't post a lot there as far as like text posts and stuff like that. But the app will notify you of uh, shows as soon as they drop. So there you go. Um, Lance, what you got before we get out of here? Can you fax me some of that info? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, uh, everything's great. No, thanks for having me on the last three weeks. I'll jump in whenever you you need me and stuff, but uh, I'll go back to my uh, shallow end of the pool and oh, stuff. That's messed up. But, oh, but you know, the sh- over the shallow end, you know, that's where the MILFs hang out. So, you know, yeah. I'm, good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and uh, if you want an award-winning podcast coming up, that's going to be our Texas Stadium review coming up in a, a week or two. Now, that's where that's we may get some real recognition on that. I'm c- counting on it. Hey, oh, last thing I got to say on that uh, WrestleMania po- uh, post game, you know, I mentioned how I was reading um, Gary Hart's book. So if anybody wants to get a safe copy of that, I'll send you the link because I, I don't know if I downloaded it. I just clicked on it, said PDF form, and it came up and, you know, it's a really good copy, really easy to read. So, you know, if you direct message me on Twitter or whatever, I will uh, send it to you. Well, there you have it. Um, Somebody already did. So that's why I thought. It <laughs> oh, I got you. Uh, Harper, you got anything? I saw you. you another Wildcat show is coming up. By the time this airs, the the one that's about oh. to happen will already have passed. Oh yeah, the one in Georgia. Are you going or no? Yeah. Okay. I didn't see I'll your name there. on it, so I was just making sure. I'll be there. It's May something or another. Um, it literally was just no, just yeah. Enough, so, dude. Well, I, I remember the last time we went. They still have those old school Pizza Huts there. Do y'all still have those? Not anywhere around me. Where you like sit down and you can eat and you know dine in with the salad bar and all that shit. <laughs> and those red plastic cups. Yeah, y'all have those still? Oh, no, I don't. They're not any around me. What about near you, Lance? Which one? I'm sorry. Pizza Hut. Those old Pizza Huts where you dine I- in and sit down. 
No, no. Were you sit in? No way. No, there's no sit in Pizza Hut. Yeah. They, well, they have one there, and we fucking went to it just for shits and giggles. And, <laughs> dude, I was in 1984, fucking all over again. Yeah, basically, it, it, it was crazy. <laughs> they play so, uh, oh Pac oh Pac Man or Galaga on those bar yeah, tables. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's a good time. Uh, and the uh, the salad bar. Yeah, yeah. The kids going up, putting their snotty hands in the yeah, croutons. No. God, <laughs> fuck that, dude. How, how, how disgusting <laughs> is that fucking shit? Oh, God. <laughs> the worst example of fucking public food <laughs> is a fucking Pizza Hut salad bar. <laughs> oh, shit. Can you imagine the, the stuff in that uh, salad bar? Dude, because yeah, you know they always get... That big tub of like ranch dressing that's like kind of halfway white and it's kind of it's kind of mixed with the Thousand Island and it's all fucked up looking. There's a fucking crouton thrown in there and some <laughs> red fucking cheese. There ain't nobody over there just managing it, standing by it, wiping it every Fuck. time somebody. No. It's all <laughs> it's all <laughs> leaked across the ice with the ladle. Remind <laughs> remind the people what you think about buffets in general. It's, they're fucking disgusting. <laughs> And the kind of people that fucking go to them, they don't care. Because if you, I mean, like, oh, cattle like I told you uh, uh, last time, it's when you look at the worst, the fucking, um, the, uh, <laughs> you get the most penalties against them from the, uh, the fucking health board. It's always those fucking Chinese buffets. And they're always <laughs> fucking packed in there, bro. They don't give a fuck if that food is from yesterday. <laughs> All right. So uh, while Harbor's uh, bitching about buffets, uh, the date that Wildcat is going to Georgia is Cornelia, Georgia, May 18th. So Saturday, the May landmark 18th. Arena. The Landmark Arena, May where, 18th. That's where fucking AJ Styles got started. Luke Hawks' best friend. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> May 18th. I just said it again. So we'll plug it a couple more times. Uh, 7 p.m. doors open, 8 p.m. bell time. Landmark Arena, 4246 Level Grove Road. Uh, yeah. But go to Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook, and you can see the, the poster there. Stevie Richards is going to be there. Harper's going to be there. So I guess that's all that matters in his mind, right? That's right. Okay. All right, Harper. Uh, before we get out of here, I got, a, I got an oldie but a goodie for us all. Here it is. What happens if she she gets on the court against I don't know, Djokovic or Rafael Nadal or Roger Federer? What happens? Who's taking a piss? Hoffers over there. Oh God! God! Hit the mute button, you savage! You all right? Jesus! (laughs) Hopper, be blessed and be a blessing. Exactly. Oh Jesus! Okay, uh, so now that we got that out the way, what, what do you what do what do you want to bet that that toilet he's pissing in hadn't been cleaned properly since 2016? <laughs> yeah, right. I can't stand a dirty toilet. Fuck that. <laughs> Hopper, we we learned tonight that Hopper likes a clean toilet. <laughs> I can't stand that shit. How hard you is your mo- it? You uh-huh. make your mom clean it. You make your mom clean it once a week. No. <laughs> Sounds like he does the cleaning on his own. I, I, 
I guess so. Mr. Clean. There you go. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> All right. That's it. <laughs> oh, shit. You know that was almost three years ago now? I know, huh? <laughs> God damn. Oh, two years. That was almost two years ago now. Holy shit. All right. Huh. Oh. Anyway, oh goodness. So it is time to uh, depart now and uh, get up on out of here. Hit the go home queue and ride off into the sunset. So, Hopper, uh, if you don't have anything else, uh, hit the tagline and uh, take us home. Fuck it, bitch. Quick shout out to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there before we get out of here. Always want to be thankful to all the patrons we have, especially our Hall of Famers. Uh, so just shout out all of you. LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA WrestleNut, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famers, Mike Childry, Kyle Rowley, and disrespectfully classy Marky Blasky are all in that super duper category. Thank you. And Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Marecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Sliding 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howe, and T Hog 94. God bold unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons out there. And I want to say also thank you to my friend Mike Pru, all of his plugs on the bottom line cast. They are category, category, cataloging 
the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the WWF. So check out the Bottom Line Cast wherever you get your podcast from. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, you name it, it's on there. Also on Twitter, they're at Bottom Line Cast. Check them out. I don't think I got anything else. I appreciate all of your patronage out there. You guys are the best. Thank you very much for supporting this show each and every week. It really means a lot. And uh, or I say each and every week, but it's really each and every month. So thank you for everything you guys do. And uh, that's it. Going to get out of here. You know what Lance and Harper and Doc always say. Book it, bitch. <laughs>